Thanks for watching this episode of Turning to Him. I invite you to just take a few seconds right now at the beginning and subscribe to this channel so that you can get more videos like this in your feed. Thanks again. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach Batty, and this is Turning to Him. I am here with Brittany Phillips. Brittany, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so glad to have to be here today. I'm so grateful that you invited me on. Well, again, this will be fantastic. Hey, before we get really into the interview, tell us a little bit about yourself, just kind of a 30-second background on where you're from and what you're about. Okay, cool. I have four kiddos. They range from 15 down to four. Uh, I've have my own business. I, I actually work with moms and blended families, help them make that transition a little bit easier. Um, and I, I am local to Utah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then what's the experience that you wanted to share or talk about? Well, the experience that keeps coming to my mind and my heart, I guess, is um, when I went through my divorce from my first marriage and kind of that experience of like being in what felt like the lowest place of my life. I could see like no future. I, everything just was like kind of turned up on its head and I felt so hopeless in, in that place, in that space. And so kind of what happened from there? You know, I think that that's a story that a lot of people go through and if they haven't gone through it, somebody close to them has. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just don't think that we can hear enough positive, uh, have enough positive examples of people who've gone through that, uh, something that you never planned for, that you never hoped right. for, you never think is going to happen to you. And then it does. And it happens to a lot of people. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate you being willing to to share your experience to talk about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk to us about uh, the beginning. I mean, how, with your, your first marriage, how did you meet? And okay. kind of get you there. Yeah. Um, I met my first husband up in at college at Utah State. Go Aggies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I was 19 years old when I got married. So we were married for about eight years. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to go into too many details, but I thought things were going great. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I'll leave it. I, from my side, things were really good. And then one day, um, I was living my worst nightmare and my nightmares. I'll say that it was many things that were kind of thrown at me all at once. And, um, it, it turned sour really fast, tried to work through some things and it just, it just wasn't worked for a couple of years, actually trying to resolve some things and it just wasn't resolving. And, and I fought it so hard. I fought trying to, to save this marriage by myself. Um, thinking that that's what a good person had to do, um, that good people didn't get divorced. That, that was kind of my, my mindset. And, um, and I, I just remember one day after praying so much, so long, like, help me, help me know how I can fix this. Help me know what to do. It was finally like, you've done everything you can and, and it's okay. Like just that, that's the, my heart 
the, the message from God that I just kept hearing, like, it's okay if it, if this isn't working out the way you are wanting it to. And I just kind of felt like that was God communicating to me that like maybe what I had in mind, <laughs> this life that I had to create, like it, maybe it wasn't going to work out the way that I thought it should. Um, and, and it was scary. I was scared of what other people were going to think of me, um, that they would think that I was a quitter, that I didn't try hard enough. Right. And, and, and I had to let all that go. That was a, one of those things I had to just (laughs) jump over one of those hoops I had to jump through that. Um, I think a lot of people who are in a similar situation feel that they feel like a failure. Like this is what I worked my whole life for. And now it's just over came crumbling down. Let me interrupt a little bit because I think there's a lot of depth there. So just to review, you've been married eight years and then you get blindsided. Mm-hmm. Just like you, I mean, I think you said, I started living my worst nightmares, plural. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then you continued to fight for the marriage for two or three years. Yeah. So I guess it would have been about six years into the marriage because okay. uh, I was married for eight years total. So. Okay. Walk us through this process, because I think a lot of people go through this process, whether it's um, marriage or mission or uh, career path or something along these lines to where you say, um, like you said, good people don't get divorced. (laughs) It wasn't too long ago, 30, 40, 50 years ago when you didn't get divorced, period. Right. You push right. through. <laughs> yeah. So walk us through, like, what, what do you tell people? Because I know that you do this for a living. What do you tell people who are, pre- I mean, these, these people are in a place in their life when they where they are able to receive inspiration. They are able to receive revelation. And they are receiving revelation that is that is contrary to what what the masses do. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not, to, not to put everything on the same scale, but they are getting the, you need to chop off Laban's head revelation. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. That's a really scary place to be. And it, it really was um, like, I had to be closer to God. I feel like you have, we have two choices in that situation. You turn to God and like you grasp onto everything, you know, and all your faith, or you can turn your back to God and kind of like be angry and bitter. But for me, it was just, <laughs> I felt like there was only one option. Like I, I couldn't even see what was happening tomorrow. I, I just couldn't even fathom how to move forward. And so I had clung to what I knew, clung to my faith. And, and that's when the inspiration started coming. Like I, I have told people this over and over again, that in that phase of my life, when I was a single mom, I had never been closer to God. Like I, my prayers were answered mind in mind blowing ways. I just can't even describe in words <laughs> what that was like. I would pray and it, like, it shocked me how quickly and how powerful the answers to those prayers came to me. Was there ever a time when you felt angry, when you felt like, look, I was doing every, I made the covenants that I was supposed to make. I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. You're supposed to give me a successful marriage. What's going on? I don't think my, I don't think my anger was ever 
at God, but it wasn't my my partner <laughs> for yeah, sure. sure. There was lots of anger there. <laughs> I'll say, let's put it out there. Yeah, I mean that took that took a while to forgive completely there. But um, no, I don't think I was ever angry at God. I, I mean, that was my only place I could turn, and I I didn't understand, but I knew that He did, yes. and that He could guide me through, even though I couldn't see the next step that he could. And, um, and it was, it was like walking in the dark. <laughs> it was, it was very, very dark and, um, and just trusting, having to put the trust in him, even though I couldn't even see. What a fantastic example of childlike faith in your heavenly father and knowing, um, cause I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people would turn that anger or at least are tempted to turn that anger towards their heavenly father. Mm -hmm. Um, But you were able to not do that. That's fantastic. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It was, I felt like there was no other option for me at that place um, because I did have a lot of other big feelings and I did, I felt completely isolated and I felt I didn't know who I could trust at that moment in time. Um, I had my parents and they were great support for me, um, and took me in and, and all of that. But, but other than that, I, <laughs> the person I trusted the most completely violated that trust, complete betrayal. And, and I felt so lost. Yeah. How many so, kids have at this time? I just had one at that time. Mm-hmm. How old were they? She was Three years old. Okay, so th- that's a tough chapter in. That's a tough chapter when you have two parents. I mean, it's a fantastic chapter. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, three, yeah. Twenty four seven attention. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so, so you get divorced, and it sounds like did you either move in with your parents or there was some help there? Yep, yep. I moved in with my parents. They were kind of like. <laughs> I didn't want to, but like, there's so many internal battles. Like <laughs> that I was like, I, I'm an independent adult. I don't want to do this. Yes. <clears throat> but the honest truth is um, I was a school teacher at the time. Well, I wasn't at the time, but that was my education. <laughs> I was like, I cannot afford childcare and a job and an apartment. So I've got to make a choice. Yes. We've got to do something. And then like, they're here and they were amazing to let me in, but they were having some of their own um, help problems at that time too, like major health things going on. So I felt like a burden and yep. it, it was a lot. <laughs> okay. And you said that there were some amazing spiritual experiences though. Tell tell me about some of those. Yeah. So one example that <laughs> that's just popping in my mind right now. Um I again this is my ego that's in the way, but I, I was 28 years old and kind of in this place like an awkward if you're a member of the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where um, I'm not quite old enough to be like in a mid-singles yeah. place. So I was still a young single adult at this point. And I'm like, I do not want to go to the young single adult ward. Sure. But I was again, I was like, okay, God, I don't, I don't know what the plan is here, but I'm going to try the ward out once. And if someone comes to sit by me, then I will take that as my sign that 
that I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, otherwise I'm out. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> so I go in and I sit down and I'm literally sitting there for maybe 10 seconds before someone comes, sits down and starts chatting it up with me. This girl, she was the nicest. She was about my age too. And I was like, oh, like my heart kind of dropped. I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. I guess I'm staying here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, what what was it like going to a young single adult ward and having a three-year-old? It was, it was awkward. <laughs> it was awkward. Um, especially because a lot of the young single adults that I live in the area were like really young, like 18, 19, like 20. Pre, I guess pre-missionaries yeah. is, is the correct yes. term. Pre-missionary ages. Um, yeah. So many of them were very young. And I was like, I, I told people this too. I was like, I feel like I'm the ward mom. Like I am just telling everyone how to life and don't do it the way I do. <laughs> Here I am. But um, it was, it was um, quite the adjustment. It was also, it wasn't all bad. I have to say that it wasn't all bad. It was probably the best. It was the exact thing I needed, which hindsight, that's why God had me go there, but it brought out the fun in me again, which is exactly what I needed in that moment. Um, I got to go out and like socialize and meet people. And I'm still really close friends with many of the people I met in that ward. Um, it gave me some confidence. You know, I had some 18 year olds ask me on a date. So I was like, cool, this is great. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, I mean, there were so many blessings and benefits of it, even though it was, it was awkward. <laughs> wow. I just, well, two thoughts come to mind. First of all, I can't imagine that you were the only person in this singles ward that had been divorced. I mean, unfortunately, this happens. This happens more often than we would like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can think of at least two others who were divorced. But in that, the time period I was there, they, um, I, I think they were the only two, but they didn't have kids. And so yeah. that kind of made it a little bit different. But, uh, but yeah, I, and I felt very close to them. I was like, I know. I know what you what yeah. you've gone through. Yeah, I'm mean, just thinking if somebody is listening to this who has recently gone through a divorce or is going through a divorce. Um, I mean, I think they're probably more interested in your advice, but I would my advice would be: look, you're not going to be the only one. You're not oh, going to no. be. You you just got to go, and it and it sounds like your experience is you got to jump in with both feet, and you just got to embrace what it is, and the Lord will take care of you. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it was very much doing that, taking a leap of faith. It And it was the scariest thing I've ever done was to like start dating again. But I knew that I could either like jump in or I could put it off and like still be scared in a year. <laughs> right. Like it was, yeah. it was scary. Um, but it was, it was all the, about the experience and trying to learn heal myself trying to learn how to trust again and how to communicate <laughs> with somebody of the opposite gender again like it, so many things I had to relearn <laughs> is that why it was scary was it the uh, trust issue mm -hmm. and vulnerability issue very much I 
I felt like I was walking around with my heart in my hands and I was like, please don't smash it. Like yeah, yeah. be gentle. And it was, it was very scary, but you know, we can't let, I didn't want my fears to hold me back. I knew what I wanted. I, I believe in marriage. I believed in marriage at that time still, even though mine didn't work out the way I hoped. I still believed that there were good people in the world, but it was very vulnerable. Yeah. Okay. So you, you start dating mm-hmm. and how did that go? <laughs> so what, um, I'm just, you know, speaking on the fly here, whatever's coming cool. to my heart. So the, <laughs> when you asked that question, um, I want to tell you how I met my current husband. <laughs> okay, so, um, I resisted for the longest time to get on Tinder. I was like, uh, uh-uh, that's not for me. Online dating. No, I'm just want to meet someone in person. That's why I'm in a singles board, right? Like that's why I'm doing these things, but it just kept coming up in conversations or in my heart or my mind. Like it just kept coming up. And so I was like, fine, I'll get on Tinder. And I prayed. This is what an example of one of those prayers. I was like, heavenly father, if I'm about to stri- swipe one way and I need to swipe the other way, you need to stop my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one night I'm just like swiping through and I get to this profile and I was like, I don't get this. Or the first picture, it's like um, this, he's on a motorcycle with these glasses on. You can't see his face at all. The second picture, it's like someone, he's doing a handstand on the beach and you can just see the backside of him. We can't see his face. <laughs> then the next picture, it's um him with some girl. And I'm like, what? What is this? Do you know how this site works? This is for <laughs> this is for people who want to meet other people. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, this tells me nothing. So you look, there's like a little blurb at the bottom that you can type about yourself. All it said was booyah. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea why I'm swiping right, but I or left. I can't remember which direction you swipe, but I did. I like, I very vividly remember swiping <laughs> that one. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> so, <laughs> long story short, that person was my husband. <laughs> and I was like, I got to hear more about this. Tell me about the first date. Were you at any point during the dating process where you like, bro? You got to explain to me your Tinder profile because <laughs> what is going on? Clearly it worked. I, I mean, right. So once you like match with a person, you're able to like message each other. I'm not sure if you're familiar with how this works. So we matched and he messaged me and I kind of like rolled my eyes. I was like, oh no, why did I even swipe this guy? Like, why is he messaging me? Yeah, I just messaged this message. <laughs> So he starts messaging me and I'm I'm like in my mind blowing him off until he starts giving me some details about his life. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a single dad. And immediately I'm like, what? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. We have something in common, right? <laughs> and then he's telling me um, that he works for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I'm like, oh, we probably have more in common than, <laughs> than yes. I thought. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So just things kind of started lining up and um uh I it was I think it was February when he started messaging me. He asked me out pretty quick and I was like, "Awesome, let's go. Let's do this." And so we kind of met in the middle. We we lived kind of far apart. So we met somewhere in the middle. 
And the date, like the first few minutes, like instantly I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Like way better than 98% of the other people I've met on this app. And um, I was really excited about it. And he might hate that I'm telling this (laughs) story. (laughs) I love the quick glance left to see if he's there. (laughs) (laughs) He might hate me for it, but it's okay. Um, we get our food and we, we were sitting down and he's like, I have to tell you something. And I was like, Oh no, what, what is coming? Here it comes. And he's like, I'm actually dating someone. What, why are we on this date? Like in my heart drops and I'm like, I finally had hope in somebody. And now you're breaking this news. What is going on? He's like, yeah, we were dating and then we broke up. And that's when I asked you out is when we broke up. But we just got back together like two hours ago. (laughs) He's like, but I wanted to bring you on this date still because I asked you. I didn't want to cancel the last minute. Classy. That's classy. And honestly, like his whole family is like, why would you do that? But I like that was that was God's way of like saying, hey, this guy is honest. Yeah, exactly. This guy is an honest guy. And like, I am so grateful he did that so we could move forward. (laughs) So I could have trust, right? Like he didn't have to tell me that. He could have just not said anything. Um, And (laughs) it was so funny, but he's like, hey, it was really nice to meet you. He said, can I keep your number just in case it doesn't work out with this other girl? And I was like, I mean, yeah, sure. I hope it doesn't work out, but okay, yeah. <laughs> the hardest part was like a super similar situation had happened like the week before. So it was like kind of like a dagger to my heart. Like, why am I keep getting rejected? Like, what is what is yeah. happening? Yes. But um, and I I hesitate to say this part because it if saying it out loud, it sounds really conceited, but um, and I, it wasn't, it wasn't at all, but it was just um excuse me this comforting voice like I was so upset I was like why can I meet nobody and it was just this voice that was like he's gonna come back not like oh he'll be back (laughs) not like that it was like he's gonna come back sorry you're just fine yeah I, I mean I think there are times when the spirit gives us those little whispers and they don't happen all the time I think most right. of the time, like you said earlier, you walk in the dark most of the time. Yeah. But every once in a while, the spirit gives a very specific, like, this one you're going to win. Like, you get to win this. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, I can do this for one more month. Heavenly Father, <laughs> I can do yeah. it for, for one more month. And And I think it was almost one month to the date. That he texted me again and he's like, Hey, how you doing? And I'm like immediately I was like <laughs> texting it back. That's awesome. That's awesome. I knew it back. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Nobody can compete with me. <laughs> I rejected a lot, but I knew it. <laughs> That's so uh, awesome. What a great story. Okay, how so, long did you um, we dated, so we met in February and then had like a month off there and then we got married in August. So it was fast. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that he had kids also. 
Mm-hmm. He has one son. So I had one and he had one. Yeah. Um, talk to me about, and, and this is kind of getting into your wheelhouse. Talk to me about blending a family. How does that yeah. work? And how did that bring you closer to Christ? Yeah. Um, blending a family, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, <laughs> was probably harder than going through a divorce. Okay. Um, and that is, that's why I'm a coach for moms and blended families now because of that. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I went into it thinking it would be an answer to all of my problems. Yes. Okay. Like, oh, I went through my hard phase and now everything's going to be great. Done. It's done. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> and um, it was hard. It was our kids had a hard time getting along. We had different parenting styles. Um, you know, both of us being divorced had things that had to heal that can only be healed when you're back in that marriage situation. Like I, I could only do so much in therapy with my therapist before, but once I'm back in a marriage, things are going to be triggering and they're going to come up. And that was (laughs) a reality I wasn't prepared for. Um, and it was, it was tricky. Um, but we knew that we had the same values and, and we had to cling to that. And, you know, we had to make, we were trying to make church a priority, make our faith. We were reading our scriptures together, like saying our prayers together, trying to do all those simple steps to like do anything to keep that relationship. Because I think I honestly feel like Satan is like, uh, no. Right. And so he's doing everything he can. That first year is hard. Uh, that's so interesting. And so, um, not good to hear is the wrong phrase. It's so important to hear, you know, almost like my, my kids recently got back from pioneer track. And so that's on my Mm -hmm. mind. It's almost like, you know, when they pull into rock Creek hollow and they think, great, we made it. We made it. No, you didn't make it. You still got to go to Salt Lake and, and some of you are going to die. And then once you get to Salt Lake, it's pretty hard there too, actually. So I'm glad that you made it to Rock Creek Hollow, but it's not over yet. Yeah. Might, uh, maybe a temporary relief. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got a step closer. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's no finish line in, in life, right? Like, it's not like once I get here, then then everything will be good. Once I get to this milestone, then everything's going to be perfect. And that's not how it works. I heard you describe the things that you were doing to make it work. And it's interesting that those are the same things that people have to do to make anything work. Mm -hmm. Scriptures, say your prayers and say real, honest, communicative prayers with your heavenly father. And you didn't say this, but I would add and continue to keep your covenants. Yeah. That's going to the temple. That's going to church. That's committing that you're going to do this. And now doing it as a, as a new family unit. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And it wasn't always fun. Like taking two young kids to church is not, (laughs) especially kids that don't get along. Right. (laughs) Oh no. That's that's not always the favorite, but it, but it was well worth it. It was, 
I can tell you now, like hindsight, like so worth everything we put into it. Hmm. I, would I do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. Did I love to, going through it? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, what was the biggest thing that caught you off guard throughout the process? Um, in trying to blend our families. Yes. <clears throat> Um, that's a hard question. There are a lot of things. <laughs> I would say the biggest thing that caught me off guard was um, how much I personally would struggle through it. Um, because I, I thought I was strong. I thought I'd done all these other hard things and I could do anything at this point, right? I've been a single mom. I can do this. And, and I was a teacher. I knew how to get along with kids. I knew, I knew a lot of these things and um, it challenged me. to really face the reality of my past. Okay. Um, to come face to face with a lot of my fears. Uh, so I struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder for several years after my first marriage. And, and that like carried into our family, into our blended family. And, and it was hard. I, I don't, I don't know how to like, I was having nightmares and my past life was now my current life. Like I, I just, that caught me off guard. Yeah. What did you do to work through that? Um, I was going to <clears throat> my own therapist, but a lot of it was, I had to, I had to face it. I, I couldn't run away from it. I had to be vulnerable. Yeah. I had to take a risk and say, you know what? There's a possibility that this could be my reality again. This could be happening, I guess. Um, and like, if so, like, what am I going to do? And like, just really face it head on. <laughs> Not, me, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I just can't, you can't run away from, from those things that are scary. You have to, uh, radical acceptance, right? Like, yeah, this could happen. It still could happen with my yeah. husband. Like he still could leave me and, you know, whatever he wants to do, he has his agency, but I still have my God and I can still choose what I do and cling to that no matter what. So other people will do what they will. I can't control that. So it really came to letting go of trying to control what scared me the most how tell me about the role that the atonement has played in your life through this process and how your understanding of the atonement has changed yeah um so actually i remember a very interesting conversation i was on a date with someone before before i got remarried um and the conversation i was having with this guy i was kind of I felt like he was my a close friend at this point. So I guess I friends on him, but I was, but it, luckily because of that, I was able to like open up more with him. And I was like, I just feel like used goods, like I'm broken and no one's ever going to want me because I'm just not whole. And I will never forget. He paused and he looked at me and he said, isn't that what the atonement is for? And like, I was speechless. I was like, uh, <laughs> I guess you're right. 
I guess you're right. Like the atonement can heal every part of us. Yeah. So maybe I didn't sin, but it, it can heal like all the pieces to us. It can help me overcome my fears. It can help me um, trust, find trust again. It can help me in every aspect of my life. And so it's that enabling power of the atonement that um, I hadn't learned very well up to that point. And I got a very, very good lesson on what the enabling power of the atonement looks like. Yeah. I love the different classes that the Lord enrolls us in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of us, some of us never get out of forgiveness 210, whereas some people get enrolled in forgiveness 700. <laughs> I'm taking a doctor yeah. of a course in forgiveness. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I might fail in a couple. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I, I did not want to forgive. I, my pride, I was like, no, he does not deserve to be forgiven. <laughs> and so yeah. I had to start with praying for the desire to forgive. That's where I, that's what I had. I was like, I don't want to help me have the desire to, <laughs> we're going to start there, start yeah. small. And it, it took a long time. It took years. Well, I mean, kind of a King Lamoni prayer of, look, God, if there is a God, I'm being told there's a God. So I'll give this a try. Kind of the same thing. Like, look, I, I know I need to forgive. I don't want to forgive, but I maybe kind of want to want to forgive. So can we start there? And Heavenly <laughs> Father says, yep, we can start wherever you want to start. And I love yeah. that. Love just the absolute generosity and compassion that Heavenly Father meets us where we're at. Christ meets us where we're at. Yeah. And, and he didn't judge me for that. He like, yeah. he was like, I'm so glad you're asking, <laughs> yes. right? Like, yeah, of course, we'll start there. How has this experience changed how you see um, divorcees or people going through divorces or even just people who, yeah, who, who are going through bad experiences that, that and I, I, of course, say this tongue in cheek, they're going through experiences that only bad people go through. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It completely opened my eyes. Um, and I, I didn't realize that before I was putting some unfair judgment on people um, and about people. And the truth is like, you can never know someone's heart or you can never know someone's circumstance until you're there. Like, I, I don't even think my parents completely understand what I went through. Like they had my back. They completely supported me with what they knew, but they will never fully understand only God and, and Christ can understand exactly what I, what I went through. And um, I could try to describe all day. And I honestly, most people wouldn't even believe my story. If I told them all the details of it, they'd be like, wow, you're really exaggerating. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, you know, we can't, we can't judge. We can't judge other people. We don't know what they're going through. People go through hard things. Yeah. I, I almost, I love talking with people who have gone through hard things because even if, even if they haven't gone through the same hard thing that you've gone through, they know what it's like to go through hard things. 
And yeah. whether they put themselves there or whether they were put there by the actions of others, there is a feeling of compassion and a feeling of understanding of, look, sometimes life punches you right in the stomach and that, and that hurts, that hurts bad. But through the atonement, you can climb out. Yeah. 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 More empathy and sympathy for the other person. You know, I, I always say, look, the person who just got over a sunburn is the person who's most likely to hand you a bottle of suntan lotion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. The person who just who who just got out of rehab is the person who's most likely going to say, "Hey, I know where you've been. Let me help you. I'm not going to judge you. Let me help you out." Yep. Let me help you out. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And actually, my um my favorite scripture that I've kind of held on to since I was a single mom is I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me because I didn't have the strength on my own to, to be a single mom. Like that was never something I thought I could do. You know, it's actually famous last words. Like I'm always like, Oh, I could never do that. Right. Like I'm pretty sure I said I could never do that. And, and look, I did it, but it wasn't my strength. It was the strength of my God. That is how I got through those things yeah well and it's never our strength i mean as soon as we start relying on our own strength that's when we fail yeah right on our face (laughs) Brittany. anything you would add in closing i would add just you know as we go through hard things we will all go through hard things um just because we did things the right way you know you followed the right path doesn't mean it's you're protected from all hard hard things in your life there will be hard things that's the plan that's why we're here but when we get to those hard things instead of turning our back to God and being angry with him that with if we turn to him and cling and trust that we can do all things through Christ he'll help us like he knows he knows the plan and and honestly it's was one of the, the most beautiful things of my life. This awful, difficult thing has become one of my greatest blessings. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for generously sharing your experience and helping other people. Again, I think like we said in the beginning, this is probably a path that a lot of people walk down and nobody ever thought they would. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's true. I hope, hopefully it can help at least one person who's listening today. So, Hey, on that note, where can people, you're a, you're a blended family coach. Where can people reach out to you? Yeah. Um, I have a website. It's blendingbravely.com or you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is it's me, Brittany P. (laughs) Um, or I'm on TikTok too. I guess I'm on there. So, um, That's kind of where I'm at. I've actually just released or am releasing in the next week or two um, an online course, like a self-paced online course for blended families. So, um, you know, saving some money and uh, still get the support that you need and and do it at the pace that you, you like. So that's kind of what I've got. Oh, good. Well, good for you. I hope it takes off. Thanks. (laughs) That's taken off. I hope it continues to grow. (laughs) I appreciate that.